Welcome to the Double Yellow Show. In this show, I'll just be talking about football in general. Uh, maybe a bit, a bit of personal stuff like school, you know, some personal projects, um, FIFA, but mostly football. A bit about myself. Uh, my name is Krish, and I am a high schooler from Minnesota. Uh, teams I support, well, a team I support is Football Club Barcelona, and a team that I like to watch a lot, and you, could, I guess you could say that I support them is Tottenham Hotspurs. Uh, that thing, that thing that covers it. I think that covers it. I will be a, I am a junior now, so I'll be a senior next year. So got a lot of college stuff going on, but yeah. So let's let's talk about this weekend's fixtures. Um, the first game I watched this week was Man City versus Arsenal, which was on Saturday, um, January first. I missed the first half because the day before I went to sleep at three forty, and the game started at six thirty. So I slept till 7 30 so i got like four hours of sleep before the ha- uh the second half but i did watch uh, man city make the comeback the second half the game changed uh arsenal was arsenal was not good man city really started to dominate over the half they kept the ball really well arsenal was struggling with it uh Let's see, I have some notes here. Yep. And then, of course, Arsenal is just, they just love getting red cards. Shaka, granted Shaka, got a red, uh, he didn't get a red card, he got a penalty. Gabriel got a red card. But the penalty changed everything. And they were complaining about it, but that was a, that was an obvious penalty for me. Some were saying it wasn't. And I heard that, Arsenal had a penalty shout in the first half. I missed it, so I can't really comment on that. But the second penalty that uh, Man City got was definitely a penalty. And Man City put that penalty away with ease. Uh, And then this was heartbreak for Arsenal. I think it was the 92nd minute. They failed to clear it. It hits Ben White, and then it... uh, they get a lucky bounce. Rodri gets the ball, and then he pokes it home, two one, and a and a defeat for Arsenal. In a game that they could have won very easily if they just kept their comms. There was no need to get that red card. Gabriel wasn't like stopping an attack that was gonna lead to a goal. So that putting in that tackle there made no sense. So Arsenal. They have gotten so much better. I remember everybody was just making fun of them um, the first half of the season. Um, they deserved all the criticism that was going towards them. But something's changed. And I do have a feeling that Arsenal will get a European spot this season. This season. I don't know if it will be Champions League, but it will probably be the Europa League or the Conference League. Conference League, I mean, I don't know if they want to be in there. Uh, but hey, it's a European competition. Uh, 
So those that was all that I had for the Arsenal game. And the next game I watched was uh Watford versus Spurs. And I think that was at like 9.30 in Central Time. So the first half, they, our Spurs started off really, really well. Uh, the wingbacks, uh, Emerson and what's his name? Regulon were perfect. Played really, really well. It's just it's just Conte's effect, I guess. Conte and his his way of making fullbacks and wingbacks play really, really good. Especially Emerson Royale. The commentator in the game was picking on Emerson Royale throughout, like throughout the first half. But I personally thought he played really well. Maybe the the, the final third play was not what they were looking for. Like, the crosses could have been better. He could have made the decisions faster. But he was he was getting in the right positions. Uh, trying, to, trying to do this. Uh, trying to cross it in, which was the right idea. I, I feel like it was something that was practiced before the game. So, because he was trying to pin, uh, pin it exactly to Harry Kane. But... Yeah, Emerson Royal was really good. And I think Barcelona made a mistake in letting him go. Uh, Barcelona right now have a a lot of problems with their fullbacks. Uh, Serginio Dest, either he's always injured or or Xavi doesn't trust, uh, trust him. Uh, and then our other option is Danny Alves. And that's it for the right back. And the left back too, it's Jordi Alba or uh, Balde. And it does. It, lo- it looks like Xavi doesn't trust Balde enough yet. So he's always relying on Alba or he plays Mingueza at left back, which is not really the position he should be playing in, in my opinion. So yeah Barcelona should have kept uh, Emerson Royale he's been playing really really well in the games I've watched him uh, solid defensively really good going forward so I think he has a one-up over Serginio Dest when he's defending maybe not as good as uh as Dest when he's attacking but his defensive work is way better so yeah and then the second half because this game was actually really disappointing from Spurs. The final third play has to get better. It it looks like they had the ball for most of the game. They struggled to make chances. And when Watford got the ball, it seemed like they were able to break down Spurs way easier than Spurs could break down Watford. Yep, so in the 18th minute... Uh, Kane got this beautiful first touch. The ball was in the air. It was falling down. Kane trapped it really nice. Spun and then shot it at the goalkeeper. And he made a really good save. I think that was um, that was probably the best chance in the first half. And it was all just pure skill from one player. Son was 
kind of disappointing this game. Uh, I don't know how to... S- his his finishing over the past few games has just not been present. Like the, the finishing we know from Sun. His finishing in the game... Oh, and it was it was quite dreadful in the game against um was it was it Liverpool? Let's see here. I think it was Southampton. It was either Southampton Southampton or Liverpool, but Sun could have easily had um a goal or two more if he put away his chances. His decision making right now seems kind of slow. His positioning is also iffy, but it is Son, and I believe he'll come back to his old self in no time. One person who's been playing really well is Lucas Mora. I just, just it seems like Conte just has just got him uh, developed into a way, way better uh, winger. His his pace just gives him. A great advantage. Spurs like to break, and his pace, perfect, perfect for that style, perfect for that, for those tactics, uh, and his um, decision ma- decision making with his teammates, his passing play, his one and twos that he's pl- he plays with some other players on the like like Emerson on the right. They've been really good. Another player that was really good in the Watford game was Oliver Skip. Defensive, defensively really good. His pressing play was probably the best in in the team. Um, winning the winning the ball back in in the half and just distribute dis, distributing it uh, to the players out wide or just going back trying to keep possession in the second half. It wasn't very enjoyable to watch, if I'm being honest. There was a penalty shout in the 80th minute uh, by Ugo Loris. He came out to get the ball, but then he, um, I think he tripped. I think it was Jao Pedro, or just Jao Pedro. Yeah, Jao Pedro, I think. Um. I thought he got the ball. It looked like he got the ball. The crowd and the commentators did not agree with me, but I thought he got the ball. And the, I'm just going to come back to the commentators for a bit. I think it was on the uh, the USA Network. The commentary. Um, some of the comments that were being made, like, I just, it was just so annoying. Like, how do I say this? Some of the comments about Emerson and how how he was doing very, very bad, how he should get subbed. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. Right? It was just, I can't pinpoint what annoyed me so much about the commentary. I just know it annoyed me. And I, and I wrote down the commentary, but I don't know what I, what I mean by that because I'm kind of forgot the game that's how bad it was but it it picked up 95th minute Davinson Sanchez header 
and that that ball from Son. I and I was just talking about how he was doing bad, but this this uh this free kick, pinpoint accuracy. I don't even know how it got on Sanchez's head because he didn't even jump, but that ball was perfect, and the goalkeeper could not do anything about that. So Spurs snatched it at the death, and that was a that was a really hard fought, deserved I would say, win from Spurs. Crucial three points because today. Man City drop points. Let's see. Let's look at the table here. I think West Ham didn't drop points, but they are within one point of Spurs with two games in hand. Arsenal is within two points with also two two more games played. So like West Ham, which means that if Tottenham wins... Just one game out of their next two games, they'll go top four. They'll go in the fourth position, which is really, really good. I think Spurs' main objective this this season is top four. No title challenge. I mean, we can probably... You could probably have guessed that. (laughs) All right. The next game, let's see here. It was... Uh... Yep, the next game I watched was on Sunday. Chelsea versus Liverpool. Again, I missed the the first 10 minutes where Liverpool scored, but I looked back at it, uh, looked back at it and and um in the first few seconds there was a a red card worthy challenge from Sadio Mane uh onto Aspilicueta, I think it was. I, I'm fifty-fifty-fifty about fifty-fifty about it. I kind of feel like that would have been a red if it was any time after like thirty minutes into the game, right? Because sometimes referees do this thing where the first few minutes they don't award any harsh decisions. Just you know, that's for later in the game, but. That very well could have been a red card. And if it had been a red card, I think Chelsea would have won the game. But it wasn't, and it was only a yellow. And that came back to haunt Chelsea, because guess who scored the first goal? Sadio Mane. And from a a terrible, terrible mistake from Trevor Chalaba. Chalaba? Chalaba? Um... But he made up for it after because he played pretty well uh, after that mistake. And then Chelsea went 2-0 down. A beautiful goal from Salah. I mean, what do we expect? It's We literally, we can, we can tell this was going to go. I mean, I think we all expected it. It's Salah. The form he's in. The goal he scored, beautiful. I think we've come to expect of this uh, from Saudi. From Saudi, it was Salah. Now, Mohamed Salah. Uh, beautiful goal. Uh, his form continues. So Chelsea went down two 0 I thought the game was over because Chelsea weren't really creating chances. 
right? I mean, they got back into the game because of a a wonder strike from Kovacic uh, in the 45th minute, right before halftime. Corner is whipped in, or it was a free kick. Uh, the goalkeeper struggles to clear it out. He clears it out, but only to the edge of the penalty area. And then Kovacic just hits it. The the the, the technique was the technique was quite weird, right? You wouldn't expect anybody to wallet it like that. It kind of looked like he was, it was like a um. What's the technical term for it? Like a karate kick, but not really. Like a cr- crane kick? Is that what it is? Anyways, he did do that and it went in. And that changed the game. That changed the game. It, it really did because that gave... Uh, oh, it, it wasn't in the 45th minute. It was in the 42nd minute. The 45th minute goal was from Kristen Pulisic, who... Also scored a really good goal, brought it down, and then hit it with his left foot into the net. Um, so the first half, really, really exciting stuff. Way better than the Spurs game. Uh, and after that, it was just boring. Well, not boring. It was still interesting, but the game didn't really progress. And I think I... Uh, I didn't watch most of the sec- most of the second half because I had stuff going on, but I watched the fir- the last few minutes, and um, and it was Liverpool that were playing better. I think Sadio Mane got a chance twice, and then Mendy had to make make two good saves. Salah also got a chance; he had to make a good save for that too. So the game ended two two. A repeat of the first fixture where it also ended 2-2. But in that game, we had a red card, penalty, a bit more drama. But this game, once someone goes down 2-0, you don't expect them to make the comeback. And the way Chelsea have been playing these past few games, awful. Really, really, really awful. I mean, they're Champions League winners from last season. And this season, this season, I don't, I don't know what's happened to them. Maybe it's the in- injury injuries to uh, Chilwell, James, because I think Reese James is one of their top scorers. But still, and then it's just, it's just not been very good for them from them this season. This season, and I think this, this result here, it all but confirms that Man City is going to win the title. There are 10 points, I think it's 10 points, or is it 11 points? Let's see here. They're, they're 10 points clear of Chelsea, and then they're 11 points clear clear of Liverpool, but they've played a game more. So if even if Liverpool wins their next game, they'll be 8 points clear. 8 points, and we've played 21 games. That uh, that seems like they would win the title. Man City, though, they've been so, so good. I mean, look at these. Look at these stats. They've scored 54, 53 goals and only conceded 13. That's a 40-goal goal difference. 
40 goals. That that is really good. So I think the Premier League Man City is going to win. Um I think second play and then after that I have no idea. The top 4 I do feel is going to be Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool and Spurs. Spurs is a uh a personal hope of mine. They've been playing pretty good. I think they could be in the top four, especially that Liverpool game. They they could have won it. They really could have won it. I think they made like 20 chances and they could only put away one. Oh yeah, that was that was definitely the definitely the game where uh Son struggled to finish his chances. If he had Spurs would have won it. They definitely would have won it. And that would have put them, let's see, that would have put them in the top four already. But they still have two games in hand over Arsenal and Liverpool. So Spurs Spurs can definitely get top four this season. All right, so that concludes it for the Premier League, at least the games I watched. Let's talk about La Liga. The game I watched in La Liga was only in the Barcelona game against um, Mallorca it was a it was an all right game we we necessarily weren't playing the best and that's fine because we had like 17 players out either injured or they had COVID so we were playing like a a, almost a B team right we don't want to play Araujo and and Mingueza at left back and right back. We don't want to play Luke De Jong in that uh, number nine position. But now on to- on the topic of Luke De Jong, this game was probably his best game in a Barcelona jersey. He scored the uh, the header that won us the game. His passing like was actually pretty good this game. He was dropping deep. Uh, Getting the ball, passing it around, his his um his link up play in the final third was also really good. And then Elias Alkamash, I think that's how you say it. He also played um pretty good the first few minutes. After that, it was kinda iffy. He was trying to dribble through, but Always got tackled so he couldn't dribble through. And then Ferran Jugla, he was kind of. Uh, I didn't see him much in this game. He was not involved. Most of the attack went from the right side. And the assist came from the right side with a a, a really good cross from Mingueza, who did pretty, pretty well this game. Mingueza and Araujo in that makeshift uh, left back position. He did pretty good. Mingueza's uh, attacking play was pretty decent. His defensive play was pretty decent. One person whose defensive play was really, really good, Gerard Piquet. He did perfect. He did really, really good. His clearances, his headers, uh, his passing play, just all were really good. And one player who always gets a lot of stick, Eric Garcia. I over the season he's made some defensive errors sure but I feel like his 
defensive awareness, his his um ability to make tactical fouls, fouls, and his passing play, just his passing play alone is really good. Like he he gets the ball and then he dribbles until like the final third and then he passes the ball. I think he's he's a really good ball playing defender. Someone that we could uh, develop over the years and I think he can become a a staple in the Barcelona defense along with Araujo. See the the fullback positions is, is where it's um where it's not settled yet. I think obviously we would like Balde um let's see Eric Garcia Araujo and then Dest but it seems like Dest is not really trusted or he is always just just has an injury so I want to see how that develops in the second half of the season I am really excited for the second half of the season we'll be seeing um Ferran Torres in action Antu Fati should be returning to uh, to play in, in this month. So shall Pedri. Th- that that Barcelona team will be really really good. And one player, some players who I think should just leave this this uh, transfer window: Dembele, Umtiti, um, and then Coutinho. Dembele, I I know. Xavi really wants him to stay. And I know he's a really, really good player. But does he want to play for Barcelona? That's the question. It doesn't look like it. I mean, if he wanted to play, he would have accepted the the, the lower salary because he just loves the club. But I don't know if he loves the club. It and, and everything he's done so far, it looks like he doesn't. It really doesn't. So I I don't know. I would really like him to stay, right? I would really like him like him to accept that lowered salary so we can register our new signings. But maybe it's him, maybe it's his agents. But it doesn't look like he wants to stay. So yeah. And oh, can't forget this. That 90 that stoppage time save from the man who's been under criticism for the past few weeks. And rightfully so. But that save. What a beautiful save from Ter Stegen. You could just see the emotions in the team. Absolutely beautiful. That instinctive right hand that goes up. Perfect. Arms of steel. I mean, that ball was traveling pretty fast. And if it hits you there, that sh- that would probably hurt. That would probably hurt. But I think that's a save. That's going to affect his confidence greatly. It's going to, I hope, I hope it affects his confidence greatly. I pray. Because he's not been playing really well. It's not that Ter Stegen we know. And I, I hope, I've said that a lot, but I hope that save We'll bring him back. We we really need him. Especially with how shaky our defense is. Last season, Ter Stegen kept us in a lot of games. So, 
Hopefully he's on a roll and he probably won us the game. He probably did. Cause it was only a one no lead. And he can just it's just a it's just a thing Barcelona loves to do this season. This season. We go up in the first half, take the lead. Even three nil three nil lead, somehow we struggle to see through it the second half. And this season, this um this game as well. It was it's kind of like that because the first half we got the goal we did pretty well they didn't get any attacks in second half started pretty well and then on 70, 70th or the 65th minute somewhere around that they started getting into the game they kept the ball more they moved it around really well and then in the 90th minute I just I just knew they were going to get a big they were going to get a big chance. I just knew they were going to get a big chance because because of the the amount of possession they were keeping and in our half. So it, it was it was kind of like um you saw it coming and the ball went in my heart it literally dropped. But that save ah <sighs> that I would have cried. <laughs> I would have cried. Um, so that's perfect. With that result, and Real Madrid dropping points, and a lot of the teams around Barcelona dropped points, which was really big. Really, really, really big. And uh, it seems like Sevilla didn't draw points today, which is not ideal, but... Hey, I mean, we're, we're we're only fighting for top four right now. So that that win puts us within one point of Atletico Madrid and in the fourth position. And uh, two points from Real Betis, which are in the third position with 33 points. So the next few games, if we win our next few games and... The other teams drop a few points here and there. That's the top four. And that was... I mean, we were like... Barcelona was ninth or eighth. And we were five or six points away from the top four. It was looking very unlikely. People were saying that the Europa League was our best way to get into the Champions League next season. But I feel like uh, a top four is very, very possible now. Hopefully, my favorite word, hopefully Barcelona doesn't become Barcelona. Hopefully they don't pull up Barcelona, if that makes any sense. Because Barcelona, bottlers, absolute bloody bottlers. So, yeah, that was Barcelona's game. Um... And then Man United dropped points today. Didn't watch that game though. So can't really speak on it. So the second half of the seasons, I am really excited. And I'm actually pretty excited for the Europa League. Uh, Even though it's not where Barcelona should be. It's still a big competition. And against a great team in the round of 32, I think it was. Against Napoli. If we don't win that, I mean, it, it's it's a it's a it'll be a really really big disgrace. 
Barcelona should should win that. Barcelona and Napoli are they're champions Champions League teams. Like they should both be in the Champions League, but they're not. And that's kind of sad. That's kind of sad. But Barcelona had is on the right path. It, it they are on the right path. It probably a bit biased from my side, but it's definitely biased from my side, but I don't care. <laughs> They're on the right path. Uh with the signings, um the the La Masia the La Masia graduates, the the just the young players in the team. If we can get a bit if they can get a bit more game time over the season or or two they will develop develop into into really good players and barcelona will be back they will be so that concludes the episode of the double yellow show hope you guys enjoyed and i will see you guys in the next episode